Here we are. Hey. Dad Exotic What's up? Lifestyle, episode number one. Kayvon, first guest, my man. Yeah, dude. Happy to be here. Dude, thank you so much uh, for being my first guest. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, it's been a process getting this going, and I, I'm excited that we're here doing this. Um, so, first question, just start things off. Uh, like, what was your childhood like? Where, where are you from? Yeah, I'm from LA and born and raised there. And pretty much my passion before music growing up was basketball. Yeah. So that's like all I did until I was like 18, pretty yeah. much. And then I got to college um, and went to this place called LMU, Loyola Marymount. Yeah. And it's was, a beautiful school. I actually uh, almost was thinking about going oh, there. Oh, really? Yeah, it, yeah. Like, I'm from Chicago, so it was, like, right, so, yeah. so cool that, yeah. To that's go to L.A. Me. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, totally. But being from L.A., going to school in L.A., it didn't really feel that much like college, even mm-hmm. though I lived on campus. And so I switched majors, like, five times, and... I went to Hard Summer my sophomore year of school, mm-hmm. and I met this random kid there, and we were both just having a great time, and we were just like arm in arm, yeah. and we were watching, I think it was Jack U or yeah. Arl Grime or something, and he was just like, imagine what it'd be like to be up there. And then, literally the day after, I downloaded music software, yeah. and just- and it was a random kid, you know your friends A random him? kid, no, I don't know his name, I don't know. Oh my god. I just remember that moment, and thinking- like how badly I wanted to be on the stage at that time. Yeah. And so were you doing like any other like music stuff before that? No, uh, I had a very brief rapping career in high school. Yeah. Um I, I went by Kushvon. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But it kind of fizzled out. Yeah. And I just I found this passion for EDM, like more than rap. And so yeah, I just started messing around with um, with this software logic that he's able to now. But yeah, I was in college messing around and I was like, I asked my parents, so I think I'm going to take a leave of absence for a yeah. year. And then I left and went to the school called Icon for music production. Mm-hmm. And once I started there, I knew I was not going back to regular college yeah. and I was just going to do music. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like uh, did Icon help you in like instrumental ways, or do you feel like you were pretty much like on the path and it like helped you? But I, I don't know what what did Icon do yeah, for you? Yeah, no, Icon helped a ton. Um, but I feel like the people that truly succeed that go to Icon are the people that put in the hours outside of Icon. Because mm. I think most people are like, oh, I'm going to Icon, I'm going to learn everything I need right. to know. But in reality, you. I could have done it without Icon. It just would have taken me longer because yeah. everything is on YouTube. Right. Like, everything's on YouTube. And most people, I feel like most producers aren't, like, classically trained at a school or whatever. Yeah. And the amount of tutorials on YouTube right now is crazy, so. So when you're going through Icon, how, how long is Icon? Is it, like, a four-year program? It's just is one it, year. Oh, it's just a one-year yeah. school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did... Did you make connection like for someone if someone is debating between going to Icon and not um, what like what would you tell them what, what are like the benefits of like going out Oh yeah no Icon I'd, I'd say def- every time someone is serious about production I tell yeah. them they should go to Icon um, 
because not only do you like learn important stuff, but mm-hmm. being a being a producer is a pretty lonely life. Like you're in your yeah. bedroom all day making yeah. music, and so to be around like peers mm-hmm. that um, you can relate with and like kind of go through the struggle with, yeah, and also learn a shit ton. Is it? It's okay to curse, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Learn a shit ton. <laughs> I don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah, no, I said fuck earlier too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but and just learn. You could just learn from your friends, and totally. I, I also met my friend Nate, who, like in my f- class, I met a SoundCloud promoter yeah. who ended up, he's a really good friend now, but I maybe would have not gotten the recognition that I got without him being in my class and being mm-hmm. friends with him, and yeah. So what what's the process like getting into Icon? I, I know what Icon is, it's music production school, obviously, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not familiar with like how you like get in what's yeah. that like is it like an application program yeah you just submit an application and like submit two songs um if you two heard, songs that yeah, like you've made and if, stuff? if you heard my submission tracks they are absolute garbage <laughs> but i thought they were really good at the time but they were yeah. just horrible looking back at it but and then you go in for an interview or you do an online mm-hmm. interview and uh yeah that's it what was uh, like your family's reaction when you were like, "Yo, I just went to this music festival, hard summer. <laughs> yeah, I want to be doing that." Like, what would your parents think? Uh, did they, did they, were they full support? No. Well, like, my mom was fully supportive because she saw how unhappy I was. Yeah. But understandably, my dad wanted me to stay in school. Yeah. Like, I got good grades in high school. I was going to a pretty good school, and. I mean, they just drill parents and students these days that you need to go to college. Mm-hmm. Even if you have a passion in the arts, they still say, oh, just get it just in case. Mm-hmm. But, um, or just get it as a plan B. Mm-hmm. But I'm like a big believer in if you have a plan B, you then really, your plan A is yeah. not going to work. That's uh, <laughs> I feel the same exact way. Yeah. So you don't have plan B right now? No, no, no. <laughs> Dude, I, I feel the same way. It's like throwing your backpack over the fence. Have you heard that analogy? Like No, but I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> it, if you're like in a struggle and you're like on the other side of the fence and you throw your backpack over, the only way you're going to get to your backpack is by going over that right, fucking fence. You yeah. know what I mean? No, I like I, that. I love that. I love that. I think that's so true. Yeah. It's so true with like just going after your dreams especially you're either all in or you're you're just not in at all yeah and going back to your point so my mom was super supportive and my dad was like obviously hesitant at first Mm -hmm. but once i started having some online success and then i got like a manager and agent yeah and he saw that i was happier then it's been all great now they're fully supportive now what was that process like going from like an independent um song producer mm-hmm. I, I guess and then going to like connecting with an agent and having other people around you to like help you with your brand and create um the vision that like you you see yeah no it's extremely important because i mean without them i'm not playing shows yeah. i'm not having like remix opportunities and all of that so they're they're everything to me and um, how, how did that come about did you is are those people people like for other people that are uh that were in your position if mm-hmm. they wanted to get in if they wanted to get like a press agent and some like a manager like yeah do they reach out to people or do the manager and 
people kind of find them. Yeah, well, from my understanding, I don't. I th- I'm pretty sure Mo. Well, I'm positive Mo Shalizi yeah. came into Icon and did a Q and A. Yeah. And he said, like, the manager. If I remember right, he said the manager should contact you first rather gotcha. than you contacting the manager. And so I kind of took that advice and waited for people to offer me managing mm. spots. And if you have any sort of traction, like they will reach out to you. Mm. Um, just don't, I wouldn't recommend signing like a three year contract right off the bat, which yeah. I almost did. Um, but yeah, no, so a manager will reach out to you. You can reach out to managers mm. too, but I just feel like kind of starts off on a weird foot like you almost need them more than they need you right which i don't think should be the case right and so once you get a manager yeah once you get a manager it's pretty much the manager's job to get you an agent gotcha but so it's like the manager comes and finds you gets you an agent and then starts hooking you up in all the right places i had kind of an interesting situation though where my friend sasha introduced me to someone at an agency and then they heard my music so i had an agent that i was keeping in mind um before i had management Mm -hmm. and my agent was sort of like um he's not my agent anymore but he was sort of like and all agents say this you we need a manager for you to sort of like glue me between the managers gluing the agent and me together basically and so i kind of had a weird case like that but in general, you get a manager, and then they should try to find an agent for you. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, for someone who, um, like, let's go back to, like, you in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Has there been anything different or anything, any obstacles that you have overcame so far that you were like, wow, I wish I knew this piece of advice. Like, I, I wish I knew this before uh, going into um, wh- whatever it was that you overcame or yeah. something like that. Um, so just about like my struggles to get here basically? Yeah, 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 for sure. And like, I, you were talking about like how lonely it is at first and like, uh, trust me, I understand that, especially being yeah. like a videographer, photographer, mm-hmm. I'm such an extrovert that I know in videography and photography, for the most part, you're editing by yourself. So it's, it's a lot being by yourself and I had to learn like how to cope with that yeah um is there anything like that for you that you feel like you wish you kind of knew before you started producing music or yeah um, well I mean I was there's nothing I don't have anything against weed or anything like that but I was just using it heavily for like five years and I was using it as a pacifier. Like, so I was like smoking alone. I'd preferred smoking alone, which mm-hmm. is where I think it can get kind of like sticky. Yeah. And all of a sudden I just had this, like every time I smoked, I'd have an anxiety attack and think I was dying, which yeah. makes no rational sense. Yeah. But that's just what an anxiety attack is. And I, I've heard the word anxiety attack, but I didn't know what it meant really Mm -hmm. until you actually go through one you don't really know what an anxiety attack is like 100 so once i went through that i was like okay this can't be that essential to my life if it's making me feel this way Mm -hmm. like i literally went and bought a drug test to see if i was drugged 
because I was like <laughs> tripping out that hard. Damn. And I'd been smoking yeah. all day for five years. Yeah. And all of a sudden overnight, it's like wires crossed in my brain. And instead of being totally relaxed, I was extremely anxious. Yeah. Um, what do you think that was from? Do you think it was from like you wanting to push forward farther with yeah. your career and you were just... It, you felt like it was holding you back or do you think it was just like something tripped in your brain i don't know that's a good question because like maybe it's my subconscious growing going like saying to grow up and mm. shit but at the same time i don't i think my body just changed yeah and just start because i don't know i heard somewhere like your taste buds change every seven years and like yeah. your body just like changes so my body's just like doesn't vibe with weed right yeah. now um so that's been difficult to overcome to try to find something that makes me feel as good yeah. like besides music like totally. music's the best drug but yeah it's just been interesting being like pretty much mostly sober besides drinking sometimes yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I feel that so i know you're would you say your slogan is uh like the story of a rebirth mm -hmm. um would you say that has to do with um like the weed or like it's just why why is that uh your slogan or yeah your, your brand uh, yeah it wasn't about the weed because i was yeah still i wasn't quite i took a little break from smoking when i put out reborn maybe not but, the weed like but particularly yeah, the, but like I just like that. yeah yeah no so for me personally, it was about leaving the safe path in life of mm. college and stuff. And also my whole like rap persona yeah. and like my like love of rap and sort of becoming reborn into who I thought was really me, mm. Cave On. And yeah, that was kind of like when I thought of reborn and rebirth, like I'm being reborn into like the life I want to live now. Mm. Whereas before I was kind of just like pushing it out and society was telling me not to do it. Um, but I called it reborn because I feel like everyone can sort of relate to that. And they mm -hmm. kind of have this point in life where they can take the crazy dream that no one thinks will happen. Or they can go the safe life and get a college job, mm -hmm. white big offense, family, all that, whatever. And so... I think a lot of people resonated with it because everybody wants to be reborn into their true selves because yeah. I feel like society like kind of taints who they really are at first and mm -hmm. some people never find their real selves and they realize it when they're dying like oh I should have done this I should have done that mm -hmm. and yeah that's basically it so it's like story of just like you being genuine and authentic yeah and just doing what you want in life yeah. and not what feels comfortable or mm -hmm. what society says totally yeah totally. so is Kayvon Kayvon's your first name yeah Yeah, it's my real gotcha. first name <laughs> what a cool first name I thanks mean, man yeah it's like it's perfect for like a cool brand it, yeah it doesn't sound like uh, a name it, it is that a like well, why did your parents name you Kayvon yeah, yeah. is it a nationality thing or yeah they so are just cool people <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I'm half Persian okay so my dad's from Iran okay and my mom's white like European, she's from Michigan. Yeah. So my parents are very, very different people. Yeah. Um, and they just they had this agreement before they had kids. If it's a boy, we'll give him a Persian name, and if it's a girl, we'll, we'll give her an American name. So my sister's name is Faith, 
and I'm Kayvon too. Yeah, yeah, and I'm Kayvon, and Kayvon in English means Saturn. Yeah, from Farsi, which is what people from Iran speak. That's super cool, dude. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, what man. a name. <laughs> I I'm a fan of like weird names. I like yeah, I, I love them. Yeah. Like different names. Like when when everyone's named like the same name, it's like like yeah. Jack, Jill. It's like I love those, it too. Those, like stereotypical names. It's like Victor. Uh, <laughs> Victor, the, all right, yeah, but Victor the Fourth, Victor the Fourth, that's cool. Yeah, no, I hated it growing up in class because yeah. like every teacher would say it wrong the first day. Yeah, I was like, I just wish I had a name that's normal, like Max or something like that. Really? But when I was a kid, yeah, yeah, and I didn't start liking it until like pretty recently. Like I like being unique now. Yeah. Whereas I feel like when you're younger, you kind of just want to fit in totally. more. I feel that. What's it like going from uh, a kid who like loves electronic dance music and like has been in festivals and now like you're playing on stage? What's that transition like? Yeah. It is it. Yeah. You you just talk about. Him. Yeah. Well, like I'm not gonna prompt if you would <laughs> if I would have told myself in 2015 when I was at Hard Summer that I'd be playing Hard Summer in 2019. I'd be like, no fucking way, that's insane. Yeah. And it is fucking insane. But when you do all the work to get there, it doesn't feel as mind-blowing. Right. It's almost like I've worked for this and I've earned this, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's still fucking mind-blowing, but I feel like with any goal in life, when you achieve what you want to achieve, it's not as it's mm-hmm. not a surprise or mind-blowing because you worked for it. Right. Yeah. No, I... I completely agree mm-hmm. especially when you put in like the thousands of hours yeah. of producing by yourself in your room all the time and then, like you're making music and it's getting out to people it, it's got to be a cool feeling to get up there yeah um so this is you said your eighth show yeah it's my eighth show i think what are uh your goals kind of going forward what, what's like your um like your dream festival your dream set to play do you have one yeah well hard summer was up there yeah um it's kind of a tie between hard summer because that was hard summer was the festival where i decided to download music software Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna sound really basic but the reason i got into electronic dance music was when i went to coachella yeah (laughs) yeah Coachella. but it's (laughs) it really just changed my life Honestly, it changed my life, too. It, yeah. it got me. It, it literally same exact thing. Really? It, yeah. It changed my life. No, for real. So I went when I was a senior in high school, and I'd only listened to rap, basically, like a little EDM, yeah. but not really. And I'd been to a rap concert, but when I went to Coachella, I was just it just clicked, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this music is amazing, and the people, um, the crowd was just so nice, whereas, like, I love rap, but it just stereotypically at rap shows i feel like people keep a little more to themselves and they're not as all like plur blah 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 blah. and so when i saw like how welcoming edm people were and electronic music was and just the dj crowd interaction whereas Mm -hmm. rap you're kind of just watching a person i still love rap don't get me wrong but it just like I just connected with this so much. Yeah, I feel the same way. And rap performers, I mean, it's like, I, I, I think rap, there's a lot of rappers that are just, um, so amazingly talented. Yeah. 
but the performance is it, it, it's way different than anything mm-hmm. that you'd see in yeah. the electronic dance music like world. Like people aren't moving quite as much. <laughs> yeah, and I all that. I want to rephrase that actually because there's some there's some artists uh-huh. in the rap game that are just like they put on unbelievable performances that are oh, like yeah, so yeah, yeah. cool for sure. But I think there is a higher percentage of people in the rap music industry that will go out and like not really give a fuck about their set and yeah. like just it it seems a little like unprofessional where I, I don't I feel like people um take their sets like more seriously with the le- electronic dance music not serious like oh you have to be serious but like right it they they put more effort into the performance yeah it's just, it's just a, di- a different vibe yeah, but still, my favorite artist of all time across any genre is Eminem. Yeah, so <laughs> he's I, a badass. Yeah, no, I still listen to him all the time. Did you see Matt Coachella a few years ago? No, but I, I, before I came out here, actually, like a week ago, I was watching it online, and yeah. I started getting emotional. Yeah, because like, he was the first artist that I like listened to all his albums, and like that's where I fell in love with music in general. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, he's just the best. <laughs> totally, I'm I'm with that. Um, a few more questions, and then uh, we'll wrap it up. Okay. Um, so your logo. Um, it, is there any story behind your logo? Uh, I wish there's a cool story, but yeah. it's really just a, a K and a V. Yeah. But now that you look at it, you can kind of see every letter of my name in it. Yeah. Which I've noticed, which yeah. is sick. I was looking at it, and I was like, I thought it was a really dope logo. I was yeah. wondering if there was a story behind it. Nah. I just, I, I put yeah. it together Did myself. Did you make it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I put it together myself. Do you and do all of your own branding? I've made, like, 95% of the artworks I put out. Yeah. And I'm Damn. just experimenting more with other stuff, but... No, yeah, I just knew that if it was simple and the music was good and it was yeah. semi-consistent, like, with the font and, like the images that the music would speak for itself yeah for sure yeah. who's your dream collaborator um i'll do rap and then edm so rap would be eminem <laughs> but in edm flume yeah flume mm-hmm. flume's sick yeah he's you guys have like the same kind of style where, uh, where do you get like a lot of your inspiration from yeah my top three edm guys are flume seven lions and elenium yeah those are my top three all dope people. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else we got? Um, do you have anything planned uh, for, like, the upcoming future with, like, touring? Like, any touring? Is that, like, too far in advance? Um, um, when do... When does those kind of talks yeah. get tossed around? I'm... I'm kind of just doing festivals this summer yeah. and probably going to do a tour after. I don't know the specifics. But for now, just focusing on festivals yeah. and just trying to play in as many dope cities and festivals as possible. Mm. What's your favorite part of your live set? Of my live set? Yeah. Mm. I don't want to give away specifics just because <laughs> I want it to be a surprise, but I, I yeah. play... When I play stuff that people might not expect, or just, I don't know. It's a really indescribable feeling when you're on stage. Like, st- everything sort of slows down. Mm-hmm. 
like the first set I played, I thought my the CDJs, like what I was working on was like messed up because everything felt so slow, but it was at 150 BPM. <laughs> so it was just really weird. Yeah. But because your adrenaline was going, and you're like yeah. Cooking. So time just like slowed down a bit. Yeah. But yeah, the best feeling is just seeing and hearing the crowd. That roar just it doesn't get old. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, I'm excited for uh, the set tonight. Yep. Spring Awakening. Here we are. Day three, June 9th. June 9th, yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to rip it up tonight. Uh, take some dope videos. Take some v- videos. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, dude. Thank interview. you. That was great. super fun. Thanks, Kaylon. Yeah, dude. Do you want to plug anything? Oh. Um, what do I want to plug? Um... I'm just going to be putting out new music once a month, so just be on the lookout for it. Fuck yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, dude.